Henry Morton Stanley, a Confederate soldier, was later celebrated worldwide for his accounts of exploits in Africa and elsewhere. Others became popular journalists, and still others were simply good diarists or memoirists. I hope the listener likes this approach. I did as I wrote it because it seemed that these observers worked their way at length into the inner seams of the story of Shiloh and propelled it along as the drama unfolded. In all my previous histories, from the War of 1812 to World War II, I have noted the presence of a direct relative involved in the action. My great-great-great-grandfather, for example, fought in the Battle of New Orleans in 1815 and was promoted from captain to major by Andrew Jackson himself. My grandfather fought in World War I, and my father served in World War II, and blood relatives also served in the Confederate cavalry during the Civil War. It almost sounds as though we are a family of military people, but we are not. America's wars just fell at the right, or wrong, age for the men, including me, who had just graduated from college with a second lieutenant's commission in 1965 when Vietnam broke out in earnest. Alas, neither the 56th Alabama Cavalry of my maternal great-grandfather Fremont Sterling Thrower, nor the 4th Mississippi Cavalry of my great-great-grandfather James Wright Groom, were at the Shiloh battle. Apparently these units had not yet been organized in April of 1862 when the fighting broke out, though they were present at Vicksburg, Atlanta, and other campaigns. It always lent a sense of immediacy and distinction to the story, to know that I had a relative in the action, and after a while it began to bother me that one day I'd likely write a book of military history with no ancestral connections. Well, here it is, and here I am and so far as I can tell, I don't think it has hurt the telling of the tale. Besides, I'll bet those grandfathers at least knew people who were at Shiloh. Point Clear, Alabama, November 1, 2011 Prologue The Battle of Shiloh on April 6 and 7, 1862, was the first great and terrible battle of the Civil War, and the one that set the stage for those to come. It was so bloody and destructive that in many cases soldiers riding home simply could not find words to describe it. I cannot bring myself to tell you of the things I saw upon yesterday, wrote one man, or another. The scenes of the past few days beggar description. Anyone who has seen the violence and death of battle, who has experienced the horrors of war, will understand a person's reluctance to revisit it, to re-engage their feelings in it, but Shiloh elicited a particularly strong response. One of the early chroniclers of the battle, the historian Otto Eisenschimmel, wrote, I consider Shiloh the most dramatic battle ever fought on American soil, if not the most dramatic battle ever fought anywhere. True, Gettysburg was bigger, Vicksburg was more decisive, Antietam even more bloody, but no other battle was interwoven with so many momentous ifs. If any of these ifs had gone the other way, it would have had incalculable consequences. Since the beginning of the war, everyone knew that a big battle in the West was inevitable, even if they did not know where or when. But in early 1862, when Ulysses Grant took an army up the Tennessee River, it was apparent that the Confederates could not tolerate this intrusion, and as the months passed by, both armies began to build strength. The stakes were enormous. Control of the Mississippi River Valley the heart of the Confederacy. By the time the Civil War broke out, great advances in weaponry had been made in both artillery and small arms, but both complex strategies and, more important, 
the field tactics used to carry them out remained Napoleonic, meaning they were outmoded by nearly fifty years. Thus, large columns of infantry again and again were needlessly and recklessly exposed to the worst kind of close-on slaughter. There is no other word for it. Nor had medicine made any appreciable inroads other than the invention of crude anesthesia that was often unavailable. The result was a ruthless battlefield butchery, almost unimaginable at that day and time. Americans, for instance, suffered more casualties in the day-long fight at Shiloh than all of the casualties during the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Mexican War combined. The battle was fought on some of the worst imaginable terrain, at least for those on the attack, a site chosen almost by accident. Thick, brushy oak and other hardwood force cut up with ridges, deep ravines, and miry swamps that made control of troops problematical, if not impossible.